faster than shit through a goose, more powerful than a 1973 Ford Pinto, able to leap from the couch within a couple of tries. Look, over there. It's a rhino. It's a landmass. No, it's Captain Punishment. Working class, limp dick, bad guy, ass kicker. Operation Attack Squirrel presents the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour. This week's issue, the overwhelming stench of forbidden desire blankets the air in Swiftus Puberteus. Part one, swift times at Rowdy High. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. This issue of the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour is brought to you by Ricky Jabara's Mobile Pawn Shop. Follow us on Twitter to find out our next parking spot. Open seven days a week, one-ish until the cops show up. Ricky Jabara's Mobile Pawn Shop, where everything we got is hot, hot, hot. Previously on the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour, the captain was a contestant on the game show Jeopardy and was quickly kicked off after a physical altercation with host Alex Trebek. Also, the captain is running his anomaly school with help from abandoned teen speedster Swift Winthrop. Our story begins in Skagchester County at the townhouse home for needies with powers and shit on a particularly cold winter day. Classes are going smoothly for this motley crew of a student body, and everyone was performing surprisingly well. On this day, we find Swift Winthrop bobbing up and down in his chair during a superior species language arts class taught by bumbling special agent Larry Lardman, who had recently become an instructor by default over events that do not need to be discussed at this time. And so the Embula gene connects to the Sonera embryo, and we have a... A, uh, a, a what have ya. And ta-da, you're special. Oh, all of you are so very special. Wrong. Oh, not today, Eugene. I refuse to be force-fed, unsubstantiated dribble from a half-wit and his underling. Seriously, man, give me a break. No, myself as well as 75% of the student body all have parents who shell out a substantial amount of money each semester for what they believe is a preparatory education. In reality, what we get here is hours of useless antidotes from a pathetic, bloated vigilante who should have died years ago. Look, I know most of the sheep around here can't fathom my super brain. <sighs> Point is, you and that inebriated, hedonistic pervert are killing my genius. <sighs> what do you think of that, Agent? You are categorically responsible for destroying what may be the most intelligent human mind in the universe. <sighs> <sighs> who knows what I could accomplish? Cancer? Fixed it. Paralysis? Done. Blindness? Hey, look over here for the first time. It's me, Eugene. I'm the guy you thank. But that's never going to happen as long as I'm exiled here with you. Swift, if you please. Sure. Swift vibrates his hand, giving Eugene a little jolt, knocking the small, nerdy egomaniac unconscious. Thank you, Swift. Now, back to the point. Discovering your powers is never easy, and sometimes downright dangerous to you, and more importantly, to others. Some theories are that emotions play a large part in an anomaly's first power release. That's why I picked this assignment. Each of you were tasked to write a short story on how your power made you feel the first time it manifested itself. I think the things you might bring to the surface when you revisit these times may unlock some very positive changes on how you handle your abilities. So, who wants to go first? Come on. Don't be shy. We all have to be here. Even me. <laughs> Might as well make the best of it. Anyone? Fine. Swift, get up here. What? Why me? Just get your ass up here. Always make me go first. 
gonna vibrate my hand through your skull one day. What? Nothing. Let's get this over with. Huh. The first time I used my powers by Swift Winthrop, I was alone in my room and I had just gotten home. Jim from school had stolen a swank magazine from his older brother, but he left it on the bus. I happened to swipe it, and once I was in my room, I opened that swank and I just started jacking off. Just, oh. just going after it. Okay. Faster and, and faster and faster and faster I stroked it. Okay, okay. And I noticed my hand speeding up the harder I got. Just like this. Okay, stop it. Stop it right now. Kind of like last night when I thought of you, Wendy Nightingale. Ew. Oh boy. Let's not personalize this, Swift. You got me so hot I couldn't stand it. I burned a hole through my bed sheet. Just Disgusting. Not if it's dark enough. Swift, that's enough. To the headmaster's office. Now. A what? <gasps> I gotta go. Okay. Sorry about that, class. Mr. Winthrop is clearly having a confusing, disturbing day. Before we continue, Wendy, would you like to go talk to the counselor? Maybe speak to an attorney? A few hours later, things are no better for the young Swift Winthrop. As he zips through the campus hallways, in and out of classrooms, he becomes more and more agitated. Every woman he comes across antagonizes him into a frenzy. As this horny hunger grows, the young speedster eventually finds himself in the gym, just as the girls' soccer team comes in from practice. While the girls all file into the locker room, Swift sneaks over to a large ventilation shaft. He quickly removes the screen and throws it to the ground. Hey, pal. What you doing? Oh, Jerry the janitor. Maintenance engineer. Or just Jerry. I don't want to be defined by my career. So, uh, what are you up to here? Uh, um, nothing. What's with ripping off that vent cover and throwing it on the floor? Oh, this? Uh, it blew right off in my hand there. Weird. I was gonna fix it. Well, that's good, because it looks like you were going to sneak into the vent to peek into the girl's shower room. No way. You mean you can see the girl's shower room from in there? Oh, I had no idea. Look, kid, I've been the maintenance engineer here for a long time. You ain't the first people to come sniffing around my gym vent. You got it all wrong. I'm just passing through. Hey, you're a voyeur. I can dig it. But this spot costs 50 bucks. No, seriously, I was on my way to the, the library. 60 if you keep bullshitting me. Fine. Here's 50. And remember... We never had this conversation. Of course. Have a good time at the library. Jeez, where does the captain find these guys? As Swift crawls through the vent... Which way is it? He hears the faint sounds of his nude waterfall utopia. Swift makes his way over to one of the covers and peeks inside the shower room. Several members of the team are littered about lathering themselves in a very 80s teen comedy kind of way. So, are you going out with Derek on Friday? I don't know. The last time I was with him, all he tried to do was get up on me. Really? That sucks. Like, all night. Just like, come on, baby. Touch it. Grab it. Suck it up, please. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. A naked girl. Said, suck it. Oh. Just the idea of the simple dialogue was enough to send Swift into a frenzy. Suddenly, his whole body began to shake at superhuman speed. So I was like, seriously, 
hands off. Uh, hands off. I will let you know if and when I decide to fuck you. You didn't. Oh, she said fuck you. Oh. Swift's vibrations eventually caused the ventilation shaft to collapse inside the shower, sending him tumbling into the room full of naked girls. Ah! 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 Donna Kablooey sends a sonic blast towards Swift, which knocks him through the wall onto the ground outside. <laughs> Was it good for you? Ugh. Another few hours go by and Swift continues to act a fool, aggravating most of the campus. After an uneasy afternoon of horny teen shenanigans, Special Agent Lardman slowly opens the door to Captain Punishment's quarters. As he quietly slips inside, he notices our captain working on a painting of a cottage while watching one of his favorite TV shows, That Looks Bitchin', with famed artist Rod Moss. Let's put a little pussycat right there. Just a, just a little pussycat. Pussy in the bush there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that nice? And just a little bloopity bloop there, and we have a window. Doesn't that look bitchin'? Ah, bullshit! A bloopity bloop don't make a fucking window. It's a damn bloopity bloop. Once you fuck with it, it's everywhere. Oh, now it's ruined. Fuck you, Rod. Fuck you. Excuse me, Captain. We have a situation. Yeah, that's right we do. I want you to find Rod Moss so I can kick the shit out of him. I believe he's dead, sir. Ah, damn. That won't quench my Libra thirst for justice. Now what the fuck? I thought this was supposed to be my me time. I tried my best, sir. But something is wrong with Swift. Ah, oh, Jesus, what? Standing outside the captain's quarters is a crowd of bloodthirsty students and faculty. Various outraged cries are heard of Swift's recent creepy deeds. All right, settle down, settle down. What's gotten everybody so riled up? It's as I was saying, sir. Something is wrong with Swift. He's changed. He's... He is a piece of shit. He's a fucking disgrace is what he is. A pervert. A peeping Tom. A potential rapist. Hold on, what's he been doing? Well, he's become very, mm, sexually aggressive. He's becoming a fucking disgrace, I said. He humps everything in sight. Yeah, somebody has got to do something about that. Yeah, that's not good. If I catch him peeking in my window one more time, I'm going to shove his eyes up his ass. Let's talk it over first. He's tried, sir. He won't listen. He just blows us off and continues to... Be a fucking disgrace! Yeah, we get it, Marty Zanu. He stole all the panties out of Dorm 17. He's panty-thieving, sir. Somebody help! Swift has been chasing Horsehead Harry across campus! <laughs> Bravo, Punishment. Your hillbilly circus is complete. Shut up, Eugene. Lardman, hand me a stick. Uh, okay. Just wait for the right second. <laughs> You can't run forever, Harry. I will break you in, my stallion. Punishment throws the stick yeah. just as Horsehead Harry runs by. It has the desired effect, and Swift tumbles ah. to the ground. Hey, Swift, knock it off. You're in public. Oh, hey, Cap, how's it going? How's the painting coming? Everything is fine. Nothing new here. I should be going. I have class with Mr. Edgemore. He's kind of a jerk, but you should know. You hired him. See ya! Freeze. Move and I cripple you. No problem. That's fine. <laughs> You're the man. Quiet. Yep, sure, sounds good. You and I are going to the infirmary. Larvin, grab Cyborgowitz and meet us there. Me? I don't think so. I will not be sucked into another one of these ridiculous misadventures. Hey, Swift. Got it. Ah! Larvin, grab him and let's go. What? Are your arms broke? Ugh. 
A short time later, Swift sits on a bed in the infirmary as Lardman and Eugene Cyborgowitz argue back and forth. Why must you always argue with me, Eugene? Why are you always wrong, Special Agent? Enough! Eugene, what is happening with Swift? I don't see why he gets to fill you in. I do the filling in around here. Hmm. Mr. Punishment, how long is this going to go on? Stick to the facts, Eugene. Fine. The facts are, you continually force me to be the acting physician for your academy, even though I am a student, and more so, a minor. Let's not forget the fact that I have no medical training, and therefore it is highly illegal for you to ask me to do these things. Your power is your fancy brain and whatnot, right? Uh, in layman's terms, yes. Well... You know more than anyone else around here, so you pick up extra duties. That is a highly inappropriate and irresponsible attitude to have, sir. Not to mention it violates several child labor laws. Hey, at the townhouse home for needies with powers and shit, it all pays the same. That makes no sense whatsoever. Eugene, don't make me murder you today. Just tell me what's wrong with Swift. I can tell you. No, I want this asshole to do it. Just so he knows who's who around here. Charming. Well, after looking over Special Agent Lardman's work, I did find several errors, so I reran all of the tests. Of course, my brilliant ingenuity has successfully generated several new theories. I work with spot on, you schmarmy little buttwipe. Captain, please, control your laptop. I'm going to stab him! Lardman, stand in the corner until you can behave. But... Go! Damn it. I'm going to get you, Eugene. Ear to ear, my man. Eugene, get to it. Swift is suffering from what speedsters call the speed fever. That name is stupid. Speed fever is just a synonym for Swift's current chemical condition. Due to his metabolic rate, his adrenal glands are producing accelerated levels of testosterone. Enough to power expendables four, five, and six. Dear God. That's not possible. Oh, it is. Hypertesty glandular fornicatus is nothing to toy with. The flooding of testosterone into Swift's brain is what's causing him to act irrationally, especially when it comes to things of a sexual nature. Oh, so get him a sack of weed and that box of porn in my closet. Lock him in his room for the weekend. Problem solved. Judging by Eugene's calculations, that won't be enough. Swift's levels are so high that an afternoon of stony porn wouldn't even scratch the surface. The idiot is right. Swift needs a release in the ballpark of Megaton. Hey, who doesn't? Without said release, the testosterone levels in Swift's brain will become toxic, resulting in a very painful death. To my best calculation, he has five days left. Tops. Five days? Oh, man! Oh. <laughs> All right. So we got our first bummer of the semester. So do we have any options, or should we just take a nice car ride out to the woods? Oh, God! What have I done with my life? <laughs> well, sir, I've ran the data several times, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to come up with any permanent solutions. That is so odd. I ran my own analysis and came up with three possible solutions. No, you didn't! Yes, I did! Sir, he's clearly lying! I'm gonna die! Not a virgin, but way too close! <laughs> Everyone relax! Lardman, back to the corner! Sleep with one eye open, Eugene! By my estimate, which are usually 99.9% .9 accurate, I believe Swift might be able to be saved by one of these three options. Option one, meditation. It has been said that harnessing this energy and distributing it to other areas of the body might dissipate the hormonal influx. You know, like Sting, but it takes supreme focus. Huh. 
Whatever. Option two, burn the toxins out of his system. If we find a way to cause a major physical release of energy, that could possibly expel the excess hormones. And cause a natural disaster. <laughs> you ever think of that, Eugene? Option three, and this might prove to be the most difficult. Find Swift a mate. If Swift could fornicate with another superhuman, it may alleviate the issue, so to speak. Sir, these are sketchy theories at best. Come on, like Swift could ever get any? Oh, jeez. He's right! <laughs> Way to go, Lordman. Look, we have to try something. We can't let Swift die a horrible, agonizing death. Oh, it's going to hurt so bad. He's our comrade, our little buddy. The heart of this school. Thanks, guys. I really don't know you that well, so I'll take their word that you're worth all this trouble. Oh, I'm not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. Not worth it. Damn it, Eugene. So where do we start? Well, if you insist, meditation, I guess. A quick time later, the group has relocated to a holding cell that has been modified to look like a beach resort. Swift sits in a long lawn chair, stretched out, but still very excited. So what do you want me to do? Relax. I could do that. No problem. Easy peasy. I could do this all day. Just sit here. Lazy days. Yup, that's me lazy. Hey, is that a dog over there? Look, Swift, you have to try and calm yourself. Close your eyes and picture yourself on a faraway beach with not a care in the world. Close my eyes. Beach. No worries. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm doing it. I feel the sand. Mmm, loving that sun. I can smell the salt water. <laughs> water. <laughs> that reminds me of the girls' swim team. <laughs> Jumping off the high dive. Yeah. Yeah. Hit that water. Hit it! Bring oh. it down! Ah, ah, ah! Sorry. Oh, I just can't stay focused. Oh, okay, okay, seriously now. Enjoying this fake beach, getting some rays. Should have brought a book. Should have brought all oh, those panties I stole. Could be nose deep in a pile of them right now. Hey, none of that. Ah, meditation will never work, Mr. CP. I'll never get my brain to shut off. Okay, so what's next? I have a new theory I want to try. Eugene pulls out a gun and fires three quick shots at Swift. He easily dodges each bullet. Whoa! Are you yo, crazy? Ho, what the hell, man? You feel any different, Swift? Like I want to kick your ass! Uh, other than that? No. So that answers the NRA test. I guess next we head to the track. Come on, let's move. You're sick, Eugene. You're on my list. Now the group has made their way out to the school's track. Eugene sits behind a mini-computer setup as Lardman tries to look important with his weird wave communicator. I have the speaker set for the podcast, sir. Podcast? What are you talking about this time, Lardman? <gasps> the Captain Punishment Podcast? The one I told you about last week. Eh? Really? You can keep being surprised that I don't remember, but you'll just keep wasting time. After the incident last month, you know, at the San Diego Zoo, the one where you punched that baby panda. He stole my stuffed elephant! Whatever the unfortunate details, it has given us bad press. Real bad. So, I was listening to my favorite podcast the other day, Podcast Blizzard Fall, and it came to me. This podcast is so immensely popular. I should hire these guys to follow us around, tell our side of things. With their followers, it can only mean good PR. I hope you didn't destroy too many neurons coming up with this awful plan, Agent. Hey! Next time, it's your ribs. Lardman! You should have started with his ribs. 
So what are you telling me? Some podcast guys are going to be watching us? Not some podcast guys. These podcast guys. Just then, all the speakers throughout the entire campus come alive. What is happening? Shh. Dedicated to the popular Max B.O. show based on the R.L. Barton Dispute of Ruling Chairs book series, you're listening to Podcast Blizzard Fall. And people call me a nerd. Shh. Just listen. Do, 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 I love this. Do, 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 do. And now, here's your host, Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock? Like Daredevil? No! Hello, and welcome to Podcast Blizzard Fall. It's episode 219, and my name is Matt Murdock. Not Daredevil. Uh, I'm from podcastblizzardfall.com, and that's where you can find all of the back episodes of this podcast and links to some of our favorite websites. So today we're going to kind of move away from our normal format of talking about the greatest book series ever written. That's, of course, R.L. Barton's Dispute of Ruling Chairs. There's not going to be any discussion of the books or any of the brilliant television series, none of that. Instead, we are going to turn our focus, if you will, to something a little closer to home, the great city of Skag, Skag City. After a sizable donation from WEIRD Special Agent Larry Lardman, and when I say sizable, I mean I will no longer have to work again. So we've decided that all future episodes of Podcast Blizzard Fall will be about the city's premier super action hero, Francis Townhouse, also known as Capital Punish uh, Her... Uh, Oh, wait, um, sorry, that's a capital, um, punishment, er, cap, capital punishment, er, anyway, from what I can tell, uh, I've been told that this guy is, um, uh, okay, uh, not sure, well, he's something, so we'll be shadowing the captain and his band of super buddies for the time being. Our live stream of punish coverage can be heard at blizzardfallsellsout.com and that's where you can hear all of the latest news about this uh, quote-unquote super guy, I guess. Yes! This is awesome! It's time to bring on our first guest and of course I'm talking about the greatest podcaster from the greatest podcast about the greatest king in Barton's books, King Gropey Backlasher of Podcasts. We welcome, of course, Bubba. How are you, buddy? Finally. How long did I have to wait for that introduction, Matt? I, I think this this has already changed the podcast. You know what, Matt? Something here stinks. And I mean, really stinks. I'm not even there. I can smell it across the interwebs. Something's wrong. Uh, okay. Explanation, sir? Listen, listen. I haven't read one good thing. About this Captain Punishment. Now, just a second there, Bubba. Now, look, look, I know checks were cashed, deposits were made. Hey, that's fine. I live in Obama's America. But if you Google this guy, it does not look good. Hey, but the information that I have tells a completely different story, Bubba. I mean, pillar of the community, Come countless on. lives saved, oh. gentleman, scholar. Lies, Matt, right here in the chat room. Everybody pay attention. Let me read. Here's one. He's fierce is as badass 45. You know what he says? He says, Captain Punishment has intercourse with his sister's dog. And you know what? I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that's incest bestiality. Uh, that's not in my information. 
Spoiler alert. Oh, what's that, Bubba? Captain Punishment only gets more preverted and disgusting as this crazy adventure goes on. Uh, really? And, and you can confirm this? Absolutely not. The captain fires a few rounds, knocking out the speakers. Hey, they were just about to turn it around. That's what they do. Bring things to the surface. Deal with them. You gotta stay invested. Lardman, I appreciate yet another humiliating failed attempt to help. Later, I will painfully show you my gratitude. (sighs) Eugene, are we set to go? Of course. How about you, Swift? Yes, let's do this. It's freezing out here. What are we waiting on? I am ready. All right, Swift, just cut loose. Maximum speed will be required to- Just wash the computer, dork. Well, that was unnecessary. Swift takes off, running laps around the track, getting faster and faster. Okay, he's off to a good start. 300 miles per hour and counting. 500 miles per hour. 600 miles per hour. Approaching Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom! Wait, there's a problem. I don't want to hear that, Eugene. Looks like Swift tore a hole in the dimensional fabric. Sounds bad. Is it bad? Extremely. If it isn't sealed quickly, it could be disastrous. How? Everything within a five-mile radius is in danger of being sucked in through the tear. How much time we got? None. Brace yourselves. This is not my fault! Mine either! No! Hey, guys, there's something going on. Oh. Oh, sorry! Without warning. The entire campus of the townhouse home for needies with powers and shit is sucked into another dimension. And now, a quick message from our sponsor. This issue of the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour was brought to you by Ricky Jabara's Mobile Pawn Shop. Where our policy has always been, hey, catch us if you can. Ricky Jabara's Mobile Pawn Shop. No one beats our off-the-truck prices. What happened to our heroes? Will Lardman and Eugene ever get along? Will Swift ever get his rocks off? The outcome will surely shock you. So join us next week, where Captain Punishment gives out free foot massages at the Skag City Starlight Outlet Mall. Same cap time, same cap station. This issue was written by Mac Welch, illustrated by Tony Perry, inked by Emily O'Connor, Danielle Hernandez, Mike Horton, colored by R.J. Batier, Amber Malat, Kevin Voss, lettered by Sevens Martinez, Amy Huey, Ali Sitar, Jeremiah Jerkowitz, edited by Michael Hall, published by Brenda Welch. This issue of the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour featured special guest stars. W. Axel Foley. This is Bubba. You can check me on Twitter at Fit and Trim. That's F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M on Twitter. And you can please download my The Joffrey Podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher. Put it on your phone and it'll be there as well. I'm Matt Murdick. I am from podcastwinterfell.com. That's a podcast about Game of Thrones, and you can find me at Winterfell Pod on Twitter. This issue was recorded at Plain Truth Entertainment Recording Studio NYC and engineered by Steve Sola, aka The Mix King. Yeah! Pussycat. Pussycat. Meow. Meow. Pussycat. Pussycat. Meow. Meow. Pussycat. Pussycat, meow, meow, pussycat, meow.